Party Down or Southside if you want a half hour comedy. Okay. Those are my lunchtime shows. Oh, Party Down I've is good. Them. Yeah. yeah. Party Down is the one about the buffet people, the people uh, at the yeah. buffet. They call themselves caterers, but buffet people is very yeah. respectful as well. <laughs> And welcome to episode number 505 of the podcast. I'm your host, Max McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy. We're committed to educating you on things entertained, but do not matter. To find out more about these contemplative pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Podcast, and we're on Twitter at Podcast Pod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking pop culture current events. But before we do that, you guys, last week we launched a very special mom quiz in honor of Mother's Day, which was Are You a Taco Bell Mom or Chick-fil-A Mom? And thousands of you took the quiz. Erin, what what kind of mom are you? I'm a Chick-fil-A mom. Um, That Mm -hmm. feels scary. Mm -hmm. If if y'all don't know Erin, Erin reaches red status by February of every year. That's how much she eats at Chick-fil-A. Girl, I'm signature now. Oh, She's got the Chick-fil-A cow's direct line. She can just call the Chick-fil-A cow anytime she wants. Exactly. I can. I know. Now, to be fair, thousands of you took this quiz, and some of you discovered you were not a Taco Bell mom or a Chick-fil-A mom. You were Mm -hmm. a gas station hot dog mom or an old country (laughs) buffet mom. Because it's not about the food you eat. Erin is not a Chick-fil-A mom because she eats a lot of Chick-fil-A. It's a plane of existence that Erin right. lives on. And I think it's, a, it's, the con- it's the combination of you being faith adjacent and also rowdy in a play place. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've been asked to leave Chick-fil-A. Your family? Uh-huh, my family. Why? One of my children had a a, a dark, dark moment with the Chick-fil-A cow. She does oh. not like people dressed oh. up in costume. And she Did she kicked that cow in the udders. No, she just started screaming and wouldn't stop screaming. And they were like, "Do you want us to box up your food and take it to your Dang. car?" Okay, I was like, going to ask cow you. Stays. Yeah, the cow stays. The moon's got to go. Yeah, like, it would be everybody's pleasure if you weren't here anymore. <laughs> So why it don't we so do that? It was so nice the way they did it. And I was like, yes, that would be delightful. Thank you. Um, okay. So the mom quiz, it's still up at knoxandjamie.com slash mom quiz if you want to determine your path in the world. Also, this gets you access to our weekly newsletter, Note for the Audio, where more than 23,000 folks subscribe. So don't miss out on the content you will only find in our weekly newsletter. The link to subscribe is in the show notes. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Jamie, uh, as always, we're doing The More You Know today. And these episodes are what we do three times monthly for BFOTS. The More You Know. So if you want to receive multiple episodes like this every month, in addition to our Wednesday episodes, make sure to go to knoxstream.com slash Patreon uh, to sign up. Jamie, would you like to start us off with a ask a personal question? Okay, so I've pulled this question from our monthly AUA. So we do a monthly Ask Us Anything with our BFOTS over on Patreon, and when it was this week. So if you become a BFOTS this week, you can actually watch the video replay. Um, I would say that is our rowdiest hour of the month. 100%. Um, because of a variety of substances, it's late at night. Erin is trying her best to herd the cats. It's a good time. So I took a question from this post, which was from Emily Thompson. I might argue that this is the best question we've ever been asked, which was, if you were a movie, what would your critic score be? And what would your audience score be? So what a em- clever, clever uh, question. Thank you, Emily. This was brilliant. This is a reference to Rotten Tomatoes because we talk a lot about the Rotten Tomatoes score. There's always a critic score and an audience score. And sometimes they're very similar. Sometimes they're very different. Here's what I would say. My life would be a PG-13 comedy. Okay. would have one F word. Yeah. Probably spoken by uh, Aaron, um, to uh-huh. be honest. And there might be a butt sighting. Uh, and that would probably be show friend of me, Catherine, who would okay. show her bottom. But I would say that my score would match perfectly with 2004's action-adventure film, National Treasure, okay? Oh, yeah. Critic score, 46, okay? Audience score, 76. That feels right. Let me tell you why. And the critics' consensus for National Treasure is actually the exact description of my life, which is (laughs) National Treasure is no treasure, but it's a fun ride for those who can forgive its highly improbable plot. You know, and I think to that point with National Treasure, it would be like, a lot of it didn't make sense, but I had a lot of fun, so I don't really care, you know? And like that's... Is it historically accurate? Probably not. Nah. But you had a good time watching it, right? Exactly. Exactly. See, I think I'd be the inverse. I think I would be like a 62 critic score and then like a 26 audience score. No, no. You know what I mean? No, way. no I, think, I think it'd be like, not for me, but maybe for somebody you else. You know why your you know? audience score would be so low? It's because you left the party without telling anyone. Maybe. And they'd be maybe. like, it just never stays. It's just the most respectful way to depart a situation, I think. You know, I feel like we all That's agree right. on that. That's right. Um, okay, my ask a personal question. Uh, this was from Megan Underwood, and she this is a this is sports. So this is a rare sports question Ooh, that I'll I want to bring to the main feed. Yeah, thank you, yeah. thank you. I know you have a rich uh, list of sports podcasts you listen to, so that's going to be actionable here. She says, "Hey, Knox uh, and Jason Waterfalls, just wanted to let you know uh, you also have a tween of the show. My 11 year old just discovered sports podcasts this spring and checks for over underachievers every Friday morning. That's when we publish our episodes. On that note, this is fascinating. That makes the podcast media group." A three-generation situation, as my own matriarch was the one to introduce me to the podcast. Are there any other podcasts you think could achieve the same level of audience engagement, or have, any, or do you have any other sports podcasts to recommend? So, Megan, to answer your question, zero podcasts. I have no facts on that. Zero podcasts have that kind of cross-generational appeal. No, okay? I agree. We've got the I grandmas, the moms, yeah. and the kids. No, a hundred percent. Because, like last week, I was like, "Oh, Brittany Ratliff, who told us about her mom having her her dad had a captain." Jack Sparrow phase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she tagged right. her mom. She tagged her mom and all that. She was like, my mom knows. Tina yeah. knows that She's she aware. had, she needed a pirate costume and wore my cheerleading costume to have a uh, sassy time with my dad. Sure. Sure. You know? And I think everybody, everybody loves true crime podcasts, 
but it's all fun and games till your nine-year-old comes in your room having nightmares because someone got thrown in a trunk. You know, we're not going to do that to you. We're not going to do that no. to you here at the PMG. Um, so, uh, uh, like I said, uh, we do over on Achievers on Friday mornings. We cover some of the more masculine aspects of pop culture as well as sports. So you can check that out. But in terms What's of What's masculine sports, pop culture? I want to you know, know. I'm so glad you asked. We, uh, we talked at length <laughs> about Yao Ming this week. And um, we really What's dove that? into Yellowstone. And oh, yeah, uh, Kevin Costner's like personal life, but oh, also yeah. his artistic life, um, but also Matthew McConaughey on Yellowstone and how to make that make sense. So um, okay. for, the, for the Yellowstone heads out there. Masculine pop culture is boring. No, it's fascinating <laughs> because it's so fraught with so many unspoken That's things. That's true. That's true. In terms of other sports podcasts to recommend, there's only uh, the Overrun Achievers, actually. I don't know if you've uh, found that uh, when oh, you yeah, search on the genre. Others. But there is one more uh, I do really enjoy. Um, it's called The Lead, and it's from Wondery. It's a daily podcast, and it's short, and it summarizes the big stories from the day prior in sports or larger existential uh, stories. And it's really, really well done, very safe for young ears. To my knowledge, has not had a Jack Sparrow phase, so you're safe there. Oh, that's uh, good. It's very super informative, so I would recommend that. You know, uh, I went Megan. to a baseball game this weekend because my brother was named Alabama Airman of the Year for the Air wow. Force, which was very impressive. And he got to throw out the first pitch, and he did a great job because he threw it, and it went right into the catcher's mitt. And the yep. catcher was like, where are you supposed to sit? I don't know wow. if they sit. Crouch, whatever. yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, baseball is boring. Can we just be honest? That's like, your hot take. That was God, that was the build up no. to the hottest of takes, Listen, baby. <laughs> I had to have food delivered to my seat seven times. It was three and a half hours. Why is it so long and hot? I they don't do need some it. like fight clubs on the dugouts in between pitches. They tried the pitch clock, you know, to to speed it up a little bit. Um, I I, I do. I mean, I, I don't want to like put you in a weird space, but do you feel like the the golden children? family dynamic has shifted a little bit in his favor now oh no it's always been in his he's a better person than me for sure wow okay okay i'm just being in terms of like more like the the more successful child no 100 percent. no it's is he in your rearview mirror you think he's ahead of you right now no he's ahead of me he's ahead of me personally okay but because he's a public servant i am ahead of him uh payroll wise jamie i would argue you're also a public servant you know I think it's all. I'm in terms a public of servant, but I do make better money than him, which is shown that I show up with better gifts. Okay, My, he will be like, "I cooked hamburgers for you, mom," <laughs> and I'm like, "Here's two hundred dollars to Hobby Lobby." <laughs> B word. She was very excited. I think you're well ahead in the standings. I think you have like a 12 game lead, honestly. Right. So no, nothing you. to nothing to be uh, worried you. about. Um, okay, so that's ask a personal question, and again, we do that uh, every single week on our the more you know episodes. Jamie, let's go to this kind of a newish category, but I feel like it was warranted here. Uh, explain it to me like I'm an idiot. Matt Matler is that Matler. How, what we're calling it? Matler. Yeah, well, okay. no, I don't think we're con- listen. It's not going to last long. So, but. It is interesting. So sure. Let's get yes. into it. Okay. So Knox wants to know about Matt Lord. This is a treasure. This is, and I will let Erin uh, pipe in whenever she needs to. So on April 8th, outlets reported that Taylor Swift had broken up with her boyfriend of six years, Joe Alwyn. Do you right. know the players, right? Yes. Knox? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Swifties were hesitant to believe it. Remember, I read lit them because I was like, guys, it's real. They're broken up. And they were because then in walked one Maddie Healy. It is very disturbing that I have to call him Maddie. Because that yeah. is literally what he goes by. Don't so, Maddie Healy, who is the lead singer of the pop rock band, the 1975. Fun fact, they've been a band for 21 years. Whoa, that's a long time. Since he was 13 years old. Also, fun fact, he's a Nepo baby. Both of his parents are actors. Uh, that's right. Successful working actors. And then last fun fact, the day that the reports went out about the Joe Alwyn breakup was Maddie Healy's birthday. <sighs> I don't think that was a coincidence. So how did Maddie and Taylor know each other? Well, they met in 2014 backstage at one of his concerts. Red Thread, 
that same year, Taylor uh, attends a Healy concert with her, quote, friend, Carly Kloss, in New York City. If you've even tiptoed into Swift Talk, then you've seen the grainy footage of that concert and them possibly making out at it. It is a, it is a temple of the Gaylor commentary, okay? Okay, you're saying Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss making out at that's, the 1970s. Okay, That's gotcha, exactly gotcha. right. That's exactly okay. right. Now, Nath- now, Maddie and Taylor have partied on occasion over the years. He collaborated on some songs for the Midnight's album, which came out in October, which he confirmed were cut from the final record, which I think is telling because she did pick Snow on the Beach in Paris. And those songs suck. And don't at me. They're awful songs. Aaron, are those the worst? Are those the worst songs? Snow on the Beach? No, it's not about cocaine. It's about when you live on the beach during the winter in Rhode Island. Snow on the Beach is terrible. It's It's a a terrible song. song. Snow on the Beach in Paris? No, those no, are two, two different, different songs. songs. Snow on the oh Beach my gosh. featuring Lana Del Rey, which is just Lana Del Rey going, ha, la, la, la. Okay, like, do I like Don- Lana Del Rey or should I not like Lana Del Rey? Um, I think you can like Lana Del Rey. You're just not going to get a lot from her. That's what sure. I'm saying. Okay, there's a Mary but Poppins yes, vibe like of like, you just seem like you got a lot of cool tricks in your bag, and I don't know like what to feel about that yeah. or how deep that goes psychologically, but I just, I just feel it. You know what That's I mean? That's right. That's right. So in January of this year, Taylor joined... The 1975 on stage at one of their concerts for a surprise performance of Antihero, her song. Okay. Then the breakup, sad Joe Allen, paparazzi photos, Taylor now stepping out in public on the reg with her biatch pack from the city. Okay. <laughs> now, the Sun then puts out a report the first week of May that Taylor and Maddie are madly in love. And listen, people are like, ain't no way, ain't no way. And I was like, oh, they, they boinking for sure. <laughs> right. Maddie who is performing in the Philippines, do your geography map. I'm not sure. I, I know it's not here, okay? The Philippines is on another, is in Asia, right? Asia? Asia. Southeast Asia? Honestly, you're on your own. I don't feel confident enough to answer. Yeah. Okay, so Manny is performing in the, allegedly Southeast Asia. Okay. He hops a red eye so that he can get to Taylor's Nashville shows the very next day. And he's in the VIP tent for all of them. Then she is photographed holding his hand. In New York City last Friday. And then Maddie moves from the VIP tent to the family suite at all the Philly eras shows. He is with Mama Swift on Mother's Day. Okay? So that's our scenario. Now, what's good about this? Listen, Taylor's living her life as a hot, tall blonde Uh who's one of the wealthiest women in the entire world. Sure. Yes. Listen, living your life. Make it it rain. Did she cheat on Joe? Maybe. She's told us in songs she has cheated. Like, I she's not above that. I, f- I feel like I saw somewhere that there were allegations that Joe Alwyn cheated on her. Is, is that anything? Easily. Yes, could be. Oh, okay. for sure. Because he has a co-star in something he's in, and she's liked a lot of TikToks and Instagrams talking about their breakup. Interesting. So absolutely, that could be the case. Is Taylor and Maddie boinking? For sure they are. Listen, Leo and San Tropez, why can't she boink? Leo boinks, yeah. why can't she boink? Uh, good for her. Is this a PR relationship that also has boinking? For sure. Yeah. Listen. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, because okay. look, you don't want the narrative when people, when she was, when the breakup was announced and never confirmed, although it was real, the narrative became, she's sad. She's sad. Look how sad she is. She said, so there was a whole month of, look, she's tearing up during champagne problems because it's about her now. Right. And I think that Tree Payne was like, uh-uh, there's no sad Taylor. There's no sad Taylor. Taylor, put on your nice pants. Get out there. And go wander around with models and heim, right? Which sure. she did. And I think, are they going to live happily? And I think Maddie Healy was the close, like he was just nearby. Maybe she'd boinked him in the fall, in the winter. I don't know what her life was like. Sure. Yeah. 
Now, the question is, are they going to live happily ever after? No, they are not. No. Okay, so I've, so you're saying this is kind of more, this is like an Aldous Snow phase, like a season almost? Yeah, you yeah know? this is just a good time. Listen, she doesn't have to go from one six-year relationship into the next six-year relationship. The best part of not being married is dating. Like, it's the most fun part. And you don't, and listen, we are not a true love waits culture anymore. Not every date leads to a mate. Sure. Sometimes a date just leads to a mate for a dot. <laughs> and so you can have a good time. Now, okay, so what's weird about this? Well, there are some weird things about it. Now, my favorite thing is watching Swifties try to spin it and being like, <laughs> is he racist? I mean, who among us isn't racist? Well, that's actually fair. But Maddie Healy has a long history of saying really stupid stuff, like just ignorant stuff. For example, he said in an interview once with two women, these are quite heavy questions for girls dressed like you two. Wow. Right? Okay. So those are just stupid things that have a tinge of misogyny, Right. But they're just stupid. But but he goes deeper starting this year. Because sure. he's like, he appears on a podcast which with two guys, which I think is always a mistake. Don't appear uh-huh. on podcasts with two men. Listen, okay. one man is all you need. Okay? <laughs> all right? Okay. So he goes on the Adam Friedland show with comedian and co-host Nick uh, Mullen. And uh, Adam in the podcast refers to American rapper Ice Spice as, quote, one of the Intuit Spice Girls. And then he calls her, quote, a chubby Chinese lady. And then he starts using a variety of Asian accents. Okay. And then Maddie Healy says he had messaged Ice Spice on Instagram, was asked, so you slide into her DMs and ask, what are you, an effing Eskimo or something? Wow. And Maddie then laughs so loud and so profusely that he cannot speak. He then encourages Adam, Maddie, to do an impression of Japanese people working in concentration camps and can be heard laughing uncontrollably at the racist stereotype. It's a, it's a very specific suggestion yeah, in the and improv it, box. And you know? I know you all are like, oh, I want to oh, wait. Is that real? Well, you can't go listen to it on Apple and Spotify because they removed it for offensive content. Okay. But don't worry. The Internet saves everything. And so <laughs> you can just do a little quick Google search and you can listen to the audio and hear it. I would just say that this feels like you could have probably paid tree pain i know you're listening you're obviously the publicist of taylor swift you could have paid any hot young actor to be the pr relationship and the fact that you chose greasy gonna die of lung cancer at 40 maddie healy it just feels like the stupidest choice ever it's uh, I'm I'm curious because there does the the little bit I know about him and that that I read about him, he does feel like he wants to be an edge lord, you know? Yes. Of like yes. I'm always right on the I'm a little trolly. I'm on the cusp of getting canceled. I'm really fixated on what it means to be canceled. When I would say I would be more interested in making music that doesn't feel like I'm in a Forever Twenty One waiting on my wife to change clothes. And I'm trying not to make everybody uncomfortable. I'm just trying to be here and like sit this out, you know? Uh, but there's, there's almost, I think I thought they were going to be like the strokes, but they, they more came off like if like, they're like a nicotine patch for people who used to be addicted to boy bands, you know? Oh, and it's like, it's God, not as good or strong, brutal. That but is you can brutal. go on like with your life in a productive way to listen to 90s. Well, to be fair, he, he's deactivated his Twitter. I think more than any other human has ever deactivated their Twitter. I think um, you get one. I think you get one. No, you know? I know. I know, right? <laughs> but my favorite one is when he did, uh, when George Floyd was murdered, he posted, if you truly believe that all lives matter, you need to stop facilitating the end of black ones. 
which okay that seems great like right okay. like oh yeah. you're defending full oh. stop that's a, okay no no, no it's notes. not a full stop the next sentence was here's a link to my song love it if we made it gotcha. which talks about police brutality <laughs> okay okay so it was so you're saying it'd be bad if i was like man George Floyd, that whole situation was sad. If you also like sad, here's my next The Mummy 4 chapter on my Substack. Please click over and, and listen to that. That's yes. that's in bad taste is what I'm... No, I'd say that would okay. be in bad taste. Gotcha. I yeah. Here's the thing. I know a lot of uh, Swifties are conflicted because they're like, you can love the artist, sure. but not love the personal life of the artist, right? Yeah. And I do think that's fair. But again, Swifties, you are wanting this woman to be something that she's just not going to be. She's not going to talk about laws against drag brunches. She's not. She was there three days. She could have (laughs) said it at any point, and she didn't. She's not going to talk about Roe. She's not going to talk about political issues. She did it that one time. Her dad got really mad in the documentary. And then, guess what? It didn't work. Marsha Blackburn is still your senator. So I think you're not going to get her being like, oh, is it weird that I'm dating a racist? Uh, Alas, what do I do? You know? Yeah. yeah. And I think this is probably and this, maybe that's why this is so jarring is because I, I feel like she's been able to have her cake and eat it, too. You know, like straddle yeah. the fence of like not even I'm not, I don't want to say activist, but just uh, socially, culturally conscious artist, but also artist. Right. So it's been difficult to, like, put her in either one of those camps specifically. But this is this feels like the first move where she's like. Yeah, I know the optics are bad on this, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it because I want to do it. And like, that's her I want choice and right. You that's know, right. I guess. Well, and listen, if y'all are wondering, like, when will this end? Oh, honey, it will end June 2nd because that is when <laughs> the tour of the 1975 starts in Poland. So yeah. that will be the end of that. Like, he's sure. mo- he's going to Europe. He will be away. I think they, they, they don't have like – they have like one day off between shows. I, I just don't think that you're going to see them together. The over under of three months, I would pick the under. Okay. You pick under three months. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, maybe these two crazy kids, you know, maybe they'll even outlast Tom Holland and Zendaya. Who knows? Who How knows, guys? You. Don't invoke them as if any way that that is a compare and contrast. They are precious. Have you they watched the trailer for the new Tom Holland movie with like Amanda Seyfried and she's yes. like his therapist or something and yes. it's weird and his face is weird and I don't know if they're trying to make him ugly, but why does he have to be like, no, and, and he's ugly? come out and done interviews about his mental health and how he like got sober a year and a half ago and yeah. how this movie was really the catalyst for all of that. And I don't know. It's a, it, the movie doesn't feel like a fun hang. So I'll, I'll tell you that, especially with his like greasy hair and face. But um, yeah, okay. So I, f- I feel more informed on on Matler. I know. I like and if y'all have opinion, name. listen, guys, if you have thoughts and opinions, we want to hear them. You can go to our Instagram and comment on our uh, episode post about where how you feel about Matt. Again, again, she could date anyone. Yeah. She could steal. She could steal someone from someone. I just don't understand why this is your choice. You know, just, maybe it's just like this is her like mixing in a water, you know, or she's just yeah. like getting her sea legs back and she's like, okay, like blah, 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 blah. now I'm ready to date after this. And you maybe, know, and listen, ready. I like the idea that Joe Alwyn hates Maddie Healy, like yeah. a London boy that hates another London boy and hates him so much that she was like, who does Joe hate? Oh, that was That's good. who I will stoop for Man, sure. I, I still I like I that. just, I don't have, I don't know what, it's not face blindness with Joe Alwyn, even though it is kind of face blindness, but it's also just like, person blindness because i just I, I thought he was from kansas city and boring and i just i can't i keep forgetting what his thing is you know like i, I even i said this when we talked about him a couple months ago i see joe burrow the quarterback for the Bengals. when you talk about joe allen 
So I don't really know what this person looks oh, like. Oh, Joe Burrow. Is he problematic? He's so cute. I don't think I love he is. him. I don't think he is, but I Taylor love Swift him. Taylor Swift could date him. That would be fine. You know? That God, could be cool. I would really love if she had dated like a hot athlete. I think she's due for a hot athlete phase. That'd be right? fun. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Olive and June. As a longtime user of Olive and June and as the chairman and co-founder of the We Don't Wear Open Toe Shoes If Our Feet Are Not Presentable Club, I don't think we talk enough about their petty system. Listen to me. Now, the weather is getting warmer. I know you're going to be tempted to go out without just like even acknowledging your winter feet. Maybe need to just have a little buff. You know what I mean? And I'm going to need you to stop right now and order a petty system immediately. Like their mani system, Olive and Jean's petty system comes with everything you need to get those feet ready and presentable without the hassle of going to a salon, including the Posey, which is this brilliant footstool that opens up and you can use it to store everything in. It also comes with a smoothing foot file and hydrating foot serum, which are both mandatory if you ever plan to be around me with your toes on display. I just love how generous they are. And they just sent us the quick dry spring collection and the Kalazog. Gina, they truly have the best shades, whether you like bright colors, pastels, or neutrals. The Kitten Quick Dry is my go-to neutral shade, but if I'm in the mood for something fun, I've been reaching for Flamingo, which is this bright coral pink shade that is just perfect for spring. Just like their regular polishes, the Quick Dry are super long-lasting, and the best part is they dry in just about a minute. I'm as obsessed with the Quick Dry for doing my pedicures as I am with the tab press-ons for my manis because they are so quick and easy and give the best results every single time. Visit oliveandjean.com slash podcast for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash P-O-P-C-A-S-T for 20% off your first system. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago. Making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress 
stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash PopcastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash PopcastPod. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. Y'all know how I value quality, and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and go to, uh, this is kind of new, but it's just like a check-in because there's so much content going on right now. And a lot of it is in the middle of its run. So we can't really like red light or green light it yet, but we still did want to be able to talk about it. So we're going to be vibes on what we've been watching. Uh, Jamie, like what's something maybe you're currently watching new or returning? Uh, and, and what are you thinking about so far? Listen, I spent all weekend watching the great season three of the great on Hulu. So as a reminder, the Great is this kind of black comedy drama about the rise of Catherine the Great be, being like the longest reigning female ruler in Russian history. Y'all, I greenlit the first season. I, I, will, I will state everything of my integrity on the fact that season two and season three are better than even season one. Our season three is incredible. This season is so incredible. Guys, this is, it's just smart. It's witty. The chemistry between Nicholas Holt who plays Peter, Emperor Peter III, and Elle Fanning, who plays Catherine the Great, it is, you could cut it. And the fact that they hate each other and are very sexy with each other, it's the perfect combination. There's lots of court intrigue. Their performances are really holding it all together. But there's fascinating plot and development that those scripts are so tight and so funny and so dark. And listen, it is dark. There's some orgies. Okay. There's some death by sex. There's constantly things death happening. Death by sex. Okay. Yes. Okay. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and maybe that's, you know, with someone's mother that you're not married to, you know, Great. or maybe it's your mother-in-law. You know, I don't know what's happening. Sure. But it's so fantastic. So I highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. You can binge all three seasons. Um, because I was reading an interesting thing about the guy that directed Ghosted, the garbage film uh-huh. starring uh, Chris Evans and Ana de Armas. That's right. He was saying in an interview, he was like, yeah, like ev- the critics hated it. He was very on it. He was like, yeah, the critics hated it. But Apple said it's the best movie in their history. He said, and guess what? In this day and age, that's all that matters. He said, I edited this film 
because I was told that if something doesn't happen in the first 30 seconds, that people will turn it off. And he said, so we re-edited the film because I had this like homage to like a Goldie Hawn film where Ana de Armas is in a car driving through the mountains. And he said, we cut it. We got right to the action because we've oh my been told. Gosh. And I thought. I love I the idea of Tim Cook being like, fart noise. Give me some action, bro. <laughs> but you know what? I had not thought about the fact that, because and one of the things in that discussion was that people are not binging shows until they know they're over. Like they don't want to get because shows are being canceled and they they don't want to get attached. But I did think, isn't it interesting that now directors, now obviously not Martin Scorsese or Steven sure. Spielberg, but that directors are like, if I want to make a lot of money and keep making content, I do have to abide by this new world. And yeah. it does affect the kind of content you make, which is interesting. Yeah, and I think it's um a little bit of what the writer's strike is about existentially is like you are either – um, not guaranteed, but you are given a path where you can make TV and like eventually make, get to where you're making what you want, or you just turn into like a, a, a stooge for Marvel and you're just yeah. like cut and paste of content. That's not good, you know, but I understand no. why, uh, Tim Cook wants like no homages, but like, you know, uh, cleavage and explosions, you know, allegedly I'm not putting that on Tim Cook. Um, <laughs> that, uh, uh, Aaron, do you want to guess Maddie Healy's? net worth. I just looked this up and the first thing I saw was the question, you know, Google on Google people also ask, uh, does Matt Healy smell? Maddie Healy smell? He 100% mm-hmm. smells. And if, oh. I mean, if that's a question people are asking about you, I don't think that's uh, good. God, can oh. you imagine if that was like, does Aaron Moon smell? That means you do. Yeah. Guys, don't Google that, please. Okay. Yeah. That's not cool. <laughs> I don't for anybody. Know. I do yeah. not want that to be the way to find out. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about, okay. Like what about like 5.9 million? Five point. I love the number. I love the number. Jamie, do you want to steal with a chance uh, to win this? Twenty-five million. Twenty-five million. Wow, that was that was a little closer than I thought. It's fifty million. Fifty million. Oh, Aaron I really was gonna get. I was gonna guess a hundred thousand dollars because that feels like what he's worth. <laughs> hey, and I will. I will just do a quick uh, rebuke please, for you. Uh, please. He is from Manchester. He is not from London. And people okay. who love the nineteen seventy-five will come oh, for your because how body. far is Manchester from London? I'm not sure, but I know that's a different vibe. Okay, that's fine. I think he lives in London now, though. Maybe, but I know like I know he's from a cow farm. I I did read that because I thought that's cool. He's from a cow farm. She's from like a Christmas tree farm, allegedly. So that's kind of love. Gross. Don't even. (laughs) Um, Okay, something I've been watching, and I, I, man, I, I don't know if it's good or if I like it. Uh And I I did the rare thing of I really like to form my opinions and just because I can form pretty fast. I don't know if people picked up on that yet, Um, (laughs) but like I have a good sense of if I think it's trash or not. But I've been watching this show, and I finally went to Metacritic, and I was like, "What y'all think about this?" And it says 47 or something. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, that's not what I thought. And it's Fatal Attraction on <laughs> Showtime. I put and that in this kill, a smooch, merry kill this week. Listen, it is uh, – th- the tricky part is I think it's a lot of, um, you know, smoking – not smoking mirrors. It's a lot of like, oh, I kind of like that. I like Lizzie Kaplan. I like Joshua Jackson. Oh, yeah. The I people the making mirror. it, Alexandra Cunningham, um, she was the showrunner of Dirty John and Physical. I think those were green lights. And then Kevin Hines also is uh, in, involved. And he did Perry Mason. I love that. That's a green light as well. So it's like, and I, I like the movie Fatal Attraction. And this is a TV version. This all sounds great. But there's something off with this show. And I yeah. can't put my finger on it. And I, I, I'm hesitant to say this, but I think it's probably true. I think it's Josh Jackson. I think that's the problem because I think I am um, affectionate to him because of Pacey Witter from yes. Dawson's Creek. Yes. But I think 
in a lot of ways, when I was looking at his IMDb, I thought if he was a fast food restaurant, he'd be like Little Caesars, probably, you know? Oh, no. Like there, there are bigger pizza places, there are mo- more bespoke pizza places, but he is neither of those things, but he does serve like a functional economical purpose. Like he's in the affair, fringe, shows like this that are not great, but they're serviceable. You know, does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, there's a, there's an extended sequence where Lizzie Kaplan just eat, keeps eating meatballs. I talked about uh, this with Jason the other day and like, <laughs> it's very off putting, but also kind of weirdly fascinating because she just gets two gigantic meatballs and she just eats do them you, at a bar by herself. Do you think the problem is that Joshua Jackson reads young forever? Like a Katie Holmes, like yes. a Selena Gomez. They just always read tiny, young, frail little babies. You know, and, and you know what? You know how they counter that in this uh, show? Gray they hair. give him like uh, Gordon Gecko hair no. and they slick that S word back. And it is weird, see, man. Well, I was looking to see who could have played that instead of him. And listen, can I just do the juxtaposition between actors that are his age and actresses? Let me uh-huh. just do a sample. Actors his age, Ashton Kutcher. Okay. Bill Hader. Yeah. Adam Sandberg. Wow. James Franco. Actresses his age. Zoe Saldana. Rachel McAdams. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Jennifer Goodwin. It's like great actresses. Yeah. But like, oh, okay. So like Kumail Nanjiani. That's that's our that's It's our just choice. he's got a baby face and like he's, I don't know that he's great at acting. Did you say Adam Sandberg? Is that like? Is oh that my gosh, Andy? no, Andy. He goes. Man, it's Adam's his brother. brother. It's his yeah. twin. There, he's yeah. also not talented. He does the Corona commercials. I love that. I love Andy Samberg. But who I would have put in it is interestingly the same age as Ian Som- Somerhalder. Uh-huh. Remember, yeah. what's his face from Lost? Boone. Yeah, Boone. And then from Vampire Diaries, of course, he would have made a sexy Lizzie Kaplan exudes sex. Joshua Jackson does not exude sex. Like no. he just doesn't. No, and honestly, they also make a, I'm not spoiling anything because I don't, I don't even know what this is, but like they make his character wear tidy whities and Ashley, like, she like viscerally reacted. She was like, oh God, oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Like, it's just, (laughs) (laughs) well, and I, somebody else, Annie B. Jones, who owns the bookshelf in Thomasville, Georgia, who we love, she said that she was bothered by how unattractive Joshua Jackson's wife in the show is made to look. Like that, obviously they, he would step they did out Amanda on her. Pete so dirty. Why did they do it so, so dirty? dirty. Uh, they Pete made her look like uh, Rip Van Winkle, but like as a woman, and it's not oh, fair no. and it's not cool. But yeah. back to Boone for a second. I think I realized in this moment we have a real blindness to hot people incest, and that's why like Jamie Lannister and Cersei Lannister, yeah. Boone and his uh, sister thing, whatever on Lost. But that was in real life. Yeah. Oh, wait, he was incestuous in real life? No, like the, I mean, he was incestuous with his... It's a sister on the show. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Jamie, when you said he, that was real life, and I was talking about Lost, and you were talking about Lost, and we both knew what we were talking about. I know, Did you but feel like you that were would looking be confusing about Jamie and Cersei. That's not real life. They didn't date in real life. No, they... Oh, I get... I understand you what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? You're saying because they cross the line in real life as two non-related people, it gets We really don't know confusing. any siblings that have dated other than Derek and Julian, allegedly. I, I'm just saying if like Beans and, and Betty White um, were brother and sister and they were hooking up, no one would like that. And we would put a stop to that immediately. I would like to meet their mother that had a <laughs> Betty White and then waited 70 years yep. and had a Beans. Abrahamic kind of reproductive cycles there, <laughs> That's you know? Uh, what else are you watching? Okay, so I'm also watching uh, Yellow Jackets. And I do want to report back. So season one, green light all the way. 
season two. I think there's two episodes left in this season. Mm-hmm. And y'all, I'm just so impressed. It's already been renewed for season three. When we'll get that, the writer strike knows. We don't sure. know. Um, but again, this, as a reminder, this is about a uh, New Jersey high school soccer team in 1996 that travels for a national tournament while flying over Canada. Their plane crashes deep in the wilderness, and they are stranded for 19 months. So the series kind of goes back and forth between them staying, trying to stay alive in the woods and then also focusing on their lives 25 years later following their rescue, which is not a spoiler. They get rescued. But what I love about season two is that it was like, yes, all the momentum might have pulled back a little bit, uh-huh, uh-huh. but the tension building, because we are adding to the ensemble people that we thought we should have met in season one, we never met, now we're meeting them, and all the performances. I would say they have mastered the time travel element of flashbacks and flash forwards. Yes. I think nobody has done it better than Yellow Jackets. And then the other piece is, what a brilliant, yeah, like you always have to pay a tax. So to have normally to have brilliant adult actors, you're going to have mediocre teen actors. Right. That is not the case here. Everybody no. is doing, there's actually teen actors doing a better job than their adult counterpart yes. on this show. And Looking at it you, is, Julia Lewis. Okay. Let's just say it. Let's just say what it is. You know, you know, I'm a little, the only, the only note I would give, okay. the only thing I'm bumping on a little bit is I think maybe they got a little out in front with like, here's what happens yes. in a variety of ways. And the inevitability of like, I know where we're going and this season is really slow play getting to it, you know? Yes. Like the, um, uh, the Adam thing with the cops, Shauna's baby, the cannibalism. There's a character who disappears for weeks right. in the cold and comes back and no one has sat that person down and been like, hey, no, it's been a weird couple weeks. I know you've got a lot on your mind, probably some PTSD. I just need to understand how you're here, okay? And I need a straight answer. Right. And I don't care if that makes you uncomfortable. I have to know. I, I do think you're right. I think the, the other tax that you're paying as a viewer is that for a slow-moving show, you're getting great performances. Yes. And great kind of character analysis and deep diving into psyches. Listen, that Shauna, I'm not spoiling it, but that Shauna episode oh, where wow. it was, it was devastating. Yeah. Like it was devastating. I had a friend who was like, if I cried, I would have cried. Yeah. And I was like, that was a big deal for her to even yeah. say that because she doesn't that's a cry. deep statement. It was, yeah, that's... it was huge. So I am really enjoying it. They've also been like sprinkling in, um, cause you know, like they got to fill the roster out a little bit, you know, cause you start to yeah. look at the background. You're like, who's here? Who's like, who are the red shirts who are definitely getting eaten? Cause I can do the math. Right. And I yes. see a lot of people and I know a lot of people don't make it back. And there's a girl we call her pink hat girl. And yes. she just shows up randomly and she's got yeah. a backwards pink hat and she's like, Oh, huh, it's cold in here, isn't it? And it's like, that's, <laughs> she, she's basically like a, like a roasted pig on a, on a, like rotating over a fire right now. Yeah. It's only a matter of time when she gets eaten and it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's true. I will say my, the, in this episode, this most recent episode, one of my favorite lines, it's kind of like the line from WandaVision about grief. I uh-huh. love this line so much. It was our, cause she's a character is saying you have to leave your phones behind in a, mm-hmm. in a scenario. You don't have to understand yeah. what it means. She's like, you have to leave your bones behind. And she's like, no, you're not serious, are you? And she says, our devices leave us captive to other people's priorities. That's and deep. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's such a good word. That's deep right there. It's deep. It's good, it's good. stuff. It's good. Um, yeah, I had yellow jackets as well. So we hit on most of that. I, man, I'm watching White House Plumbers. It okay, is so weird. It's okay. so weird. I love Justin Thoreau. God, I, my, one of my notes was like, 
is Justin Thoreau the most underrated slash misused leading man uh, uh, of a generation? Because I love seeing him stuff. I thought in The Leftovers, he was just a complete revelation. I don't know what he's doing in this, but it's very interesting to watch. Woody Harrelson's also a major league weirdo. They're both doing just weird cartoonish performances, but I secretly like it. And I think it's a show ran by David Mandel, who had a hand in, I think he's done Seinfeld Curb. I think he's done Veep. So the voice and the tone is is strange, but I do like it. But most importantly, I wanted to see, like, do you think Woody Harrelson is the last notable Woody, pun intended, we're ever going to have, like, in, in, like, culture? Okay, I would say yes. Like, you're right. My gut yeah. says yes. But the problem is I saw a TikTok recently where okay. a girl was like, I just met a baby, and its name is Linda. Oh, no. Why are we doing this? What are we? I mean, can you imagine meeting a baby today? And they go, this is our baby, Linda. It'd be like if they were like, this is our baby, Deborah. This is Bernadette. This is Peggy. And this is Herman. This is our baby, uh, Denise. You'd be like, what are you talking about? So that's why I think, yes, but also probably not. But see, it's got a double, it's got a double hit of like Woody Allen you know, and Woody Harrelson, they're both weird. Woody Allen's weird for a completely different reason. Uh, but also Woody is a euphemism. So it's like. What's it a euphemism for? Oh, man. I, th- I mean, I think you understand. You okay. know, okay. I think, I mean, because uh, I think the only same phrase Woody from Toy Story. I was going to say, know, don't you think there. that sometimes people name their kid? They're like, oh, I loved Woody from Toy Story. And we're not going to name our baby Buzz. So we're I haven't name met Woody. a lot of like Bing Bong Davises. So I don't think that's true. I don't think that's a true thesis that you have. You if know? anybody knows a Bing Bong, please let us know. <laughs> please DM us. Bing Bong Lafleur uh, is uh, president <laughs> of my high school. I think that would be interesting. Uh, I also had Ted Lasso. I just I go back and forth with this show because I feel like it's it's gotten so high on its own supply and it's it's like if a squishable is a, was a TV show that's what this is this season you know yes. and there's so much we don't need and I feel like this is going to end poorly before um, they have a chance to like end it in a in a good smart way. Well, my understanding is it ends right like that season three. Well, is but the- but now he's leaving. He's doing like you know I could do a I could do a season four. I've got a story. You know, one of what? those things because so they I'm were like, like we took know. stuff off from the set. We took. We took stuff from the set. Don't let Jason Sudeikis cook. That's just what he's saying. He's just warning everybody. So. I did see that there. I see. I did see some Twitter chatter that Ted Lasso. They're like, this show is going back to its roots of being weird and wonky and not about anything. No. And no. So you would that's disagree wrong. with that. I haven't watched that's, season three yet. So no. That's like saying Christopher Columbus going to the New World was going back to his roots. It's just not a true statement. Oh, not even got close. It, got it. Got it. Got, you it, know, got it. Wrong. Completely wrong. Well, let me say something that I did try to start. And then I DNF'd. So it was mm. a do not finish. And I was, I made it two episodes in one and three episodes in the other. And so the first is the last thing he told me with Jennifer okay. Garner. Yeah. Had Jennifer, a real big stink on it. You know, Jennifer, first of all, that allure photo shoot was amazing. You looked amazing. Mm. I, there was some photoshopping and you know that. Okay. <laughs> but you looked amazing. Okay. Dope. It's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, but that show is not, no, it's not good. And then got Garbage Citadel. Gah. Citadel. Listen, and I kept going, is this, is this my, what is it, the movie you love that's so bad? Oh, so many to think of. Um, There's Red Notice. There's Gray Man. So I was like, is this my Red Notice Gray Man? Is Mm. that what this is? Because literally it's made by the same people that made Gray Gray Man. That's true. And then I was like, no, this is bad. Priyanka is pretty, but I don't think she's a good actress. Nor is Dickie Madden. 
Dickie Madden's not a good actor. This script is gar. But I, I don't even know. I think they improved and just said, "What do y'all think happens next?" And that's what they did. Well, you know, when I read a little bit about how this like got made, and this was evidently this was not. You know, traditionally, uh, a creative brings a story to a studio. It's like I would like to tell the story, and and here's the idea, and here's where we're going. This went the other way. The studio saw the Russo brothers and was like, what if we had a hot woman, the Tooch, Dick Madden, and you had like $500 million? Could you do something? And they were like, I think we could. And that's how the story got made. And that's usually not the order you want to do it in, you know? No, I guess not. Do you think it's possible that Jennifer Garner is she's committed, you know, like uh, in a nursing home, those cats who can like smell when people are about to die or something, you know, <laughs> oh, God, please don't make her the cat if or is she I, the one about to die? No, I think is she the one who's taking it on. She's like, hey, I'm going to be the one who commits to be in all the bad movies and I'm not going to say you shouldn't watch it, but you're going to know if I'm in it. Don't watch it. Don't spend time with it. I'm going to follow my sword. And she's doing she's a public servant just like you are in your but- why would she do that if she doesn't want to be – why doesn't she want to be in good things if you're know. an actor? Maybe like someone's I, like, eventually you'll get this cooking show I guess you want. Listen, if you, I'm starting if you, to feel – well, I'm starting to feel bad for the children because it's like, so what does your mom do? Well, she's in bad TV shows. What does yeah. your dad do? He's in bad movies except that one about Nike. Like He's got bad body language publicly. That's his thing basically. What about your stepmom? No, she's in bad movies too. She's like, also in bad movies. It's just yeah, we a have, we don't know what's good. We don't understand goodness, yeah, you know, in our that's lives. That's right. Um I have begun Silo on Apple TV. Okay, I have plus. watched one episode and I am hesitantly optimistic. Okay. Okay. Uh you know, it's um they really, they really snatched your boy with the Swedish Nightingale. Oh, that's really what I, I was like. Oh my God, there. he is going to camp out in this. You dang right I am. You dang yeah. right I am. But I do like, it's uh, Rashida Jones, David uh, Awelio. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Tim Robbins uh, is in that. It's a, Common? It's, How do you feel about Common? That's, uh, he's kind of a Jennifer Garner for me, you know, yeah, personally. Yeah, of course so, he is. Guys, Common is know. not normally in good things. There's like a Hunger Games. Uh, if, if you like the second Hunger Games movie more than any of the others, you'll love this. I don't know. That's the best way to like, you know, oh, pitch I did people love on the that. Second, I think I did love the second Hunger Games movie better. Than yeah. It's like if others. you, if you like just want to be stuck indoors and not understand why you're in there, but I'm, I'm holding on. Uh, I'm interested in, and mostly the reason I'm holding on is this is Graham Yost who uh, notably was super involved in Justified. So, you know, he's got a, a Yeah, I feel, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful uh, to keep going, yes. Yeah. Aaron, what kind of TV are you crushing lately? Like, what are you getting into? What are you chopping oh, up? man, I've been watching Queen Charlotte. Yeah? Frick yeah. Uh, Heck do you like yeah, it? Man. Loved it. Loved it. So uh-huh. good. Um, I've been watching Jury Duty. Did you okay. love it? I love it. It's so good. so good precious. Stuff. Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty good. That's what's pretty your good lunch, What's your lunchtime show that you're watching? I don't have a lunchtime show right now. Do you have um, any suggestions? Not for you. No. Southside. I would check I out Southside. Out, I can't figure out how to watch The Great. I love The Great, but I don't know how to watch Hulu. it. Hulu. It's on Hulu. I know. We I, don't I literally, it. when I open Hulu, it literally says, Jamie, yeah, Kara, you Katie. changed your password. I know. And I we wow. would give it to you. We changed it. Well, I didn't change it. Katie changed it. And she was like, hey, girl, I changed your password. My bad. Wow, people and just so, getting stabbed in the back all over the place. Holland and you. I'll give you the I password. I'll in. give you the password. Although Hulu and Disney Plus are becoming one thing. Don't tell oh, her that. Really? Don't tell her that. Oh, no. That's too confusing. <laughs> How is that confusing? That's less to understand. No. Now that I know But where do you go? It, do you go to yeah. Hulu? Do you go <laughs> to Disney? Where the sign-in? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. No, I think you would really like uh, The Great. Like I, a lot. I love, I love the first Because, you know, she loves rain. 
She yeah. loves any historical royal like take on anything. We call that uh, Katie Moon, and I call that uh, Tudor smut. Mm. Art just art. Oh my god, you would love the great then. I it know. is classic Tudor smut. Yeah, that's so. good. That's good. I would listen. Party Down or Southside if you want a half hour comedy. Those okay. are my lunchtime shows. Oh, Party Down I've is good. Yeah. yeah. Party Down is the one about the buffet people, the people uh, at the yeah. buffet. They call themselves caterers, but buffet people right. is very <laughs> respectful as well. You know? <laughs> Every spring, I'm reminded that there's nothing like a fresh start in spring cleaning. This year, we're taking things one step further with our spring refresh at the McCoy House. Sure, it's been a lot of work to get here, but we're all so excited to settle into our new space. If you've ever moved before, you know there's nothing like the first night in a new room and the difference that soft, breathable, all-new bedding can make. Bowl and Branches signature sheets are the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep and are designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and feel incredible on night one, yet they still get softer with every single wash. Bowl and Branch very kindly sent us a code to try out their sheets and I, and by I, I mean my wife Ashley, picked the signature hemmed sheet set in cream. We both were so impressed that the quality and softness were so good and so nice. They were super breathable, which I'm also thankful for with summer just around the corner. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bull and Branch. Go to bullandbranch.com slash podcast for 15% off your first sheet set plus free shipping. That's Bull and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash podcast for 15% off. Exclusion supply. See site for details. Uh, okay, let's go to Trailer Park. And Jamie, I want to talk about freaking Dune 2. Gosh. Because like, what, what was your vibe on Dune 1? Like, like your take I love away, Dune 1. You, so you were like, I, I'm all in. I all loved in. it. 100%. I loved the slowness. I love the sandiness. No, see, we disagreed on I this. I love the butthole monster I, in listen, the sand. I got naked Oscar Isaac. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I got gritty, like, uh, eye squinty Timothee Chalamet. You did. Listen, you did. Timothee grows hotter by the day like hotter by the day this trailer i watched it twice ignored blue-eyed zendaya focused solely on when he's about to ride that whatever i was like let's go listen he's getting his big boy voice too he's getting some some depth in there i know know, he's 27 now he's good at puberty (laughs) i think the french are i think the french are behind in puberty takes a minute it takes a minute yeah. yeah i just i knew i was in you know obviously we get swedish nightingale slow zoom like in, in she's oh, yeah. in like a like a buggy or cart or carriage or whatever that is. Right. But the thing you think when it's I a knew, buggy? you think it's whatever. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the politics of the spice trade. You know, <laughs> right. I'm not here to to talk about the transportation vehicles. Right. <laughs> um. When I get a trailer, Jamie, so much, so many of the trailers are like the big music, and then they do like the mm, bass drop, and then like something happens. I didn't get any of that. All I got was subtitle singer vocalizing. <laughs> And that singer yeah. didn't stop vocalizing the whole trailer. And that's how I knew this was a serious movie. You and that's how I knew I was going to pay attention to this. You also knew it was serious because Austin Butler has no hair and they don't let him talk in that Elvis voice. Listen, I don't know why there's a race of Uncle Festers on this planet situation, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm excited to see what They're we the do bad guys, <laughs> just in case you don't know. Then Florence Pugh, who looks completely normal. Yeah. Like there's no, and she's just like doing a podcast into a voice memo thing. I don't understand what she's doing in that trailer. She's just talking to a recorder. <laughs> What are you yeah. doing? Christopher Walken is in this one where he wasn't in the first one. We didn't even get him in the trailer, I, I don't think. I, yeah, I didn't catch him because I, I was distracted by Flo. I, it feels like they shot Flo Pew on the set of Don't Worry Darling for this and then yes. just cut it right in. So I don't understand that. But I'll be honest, like uh, this, obviously, there's, it feels like there's a lot more action. So that's great. But I am fascinated by light and like ebullient Zendaya. 
because I feel like we never get this version of her and she never gets to play characters like this. So to, I'm interested to see her take this on and be kind of like a hopeful kind of awestruck inspirational figure, because that's not something we've really seen in her toolbox a lot. And I think she can really do that well. No, I'm hopeful. So for those who don't know, like you can watch Dune 1, which it's not called that, but you can watch Dune 1 on HBO Max that next week will become known as Max, which will not confuse Aaron yeah, at all. You've got that, Aaron. And then uh, and then I was thinking about Timothee. What a fall. We get Dune in, on November 3rd, uh-huh. Dune 2. Double Dune, some people are calling it. Double Maybe. Dune. And then yep. we get freaking Wonka on December 15th. I haven't seen a lot of that. Haven't seen a lot of footage. And uh, I don't know if that's a good sign. Don't know if it's a bad sign. No, I feel like they're they're holding it. And they're like, don't worry. We'll tell you soon. Don't worry. Yeah. This Wonka, this Wonka situation. He's going to be so good. I hope so. Don't play this back for me if I'm wrong. (laughs) But... Jason, clip it and just hold it and we'll see. Just hold it. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Butler, do you think he has to do the Elvis voice no matter what, like they sound like? I feel like he does. No, I think he has to right now. I think I would would think they put it in the... Yeah. Like Like if Elvis went to space. Yeah. He would There's butthole worms. Why can't you also do the Elvis voice? Like, I don't know why. Like, who are we trying to appease here? You know? Like, these are the same people who get mad at, like, there's black hobbits. Well... Uh, there can be black hobbits. There can be Elvis sounding Uncle what Fester's in space. Instead you know? of the Elvis voice, he does a Lisa Presley voice. Oh, instead. that's interesting. Like that's sticks, really keeps with the family, but it's yeah. like I'm now gonna do uh, Riley Keok. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do Tom do... Hanks from the Elvis movies voice, the Foghorn Leghorn Colonel guy. Yes, you know? exactly. That's what that I'm would like. also be fun. Uh, so I hope they, I hope they did that. I hope they did things like that. Um, okay, well that's our conversation on the more you know. Uh, again. We have uh, these episodes sent to our BFODs three times a month on Monday nights, in addition to all the other content we come up with. So if you like the tone and the vibe and the rhythm of these episodes, make sure to support us uh, at noxjam.com slash Patreon. And if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxjam.com slash 505. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Okay. So my red light this week, listen, listeners, you're going to be led down a path of temptation soon. And I want you to prepare your hearts. I want you to gird your loins because a well-meaning parent is going to algorithm their way into your feed, any feed, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, a text thread, a billboard on the highway, and they're going to algorithm their way in. And that parent is going to say the phrase, only seven summers left. Oh, don't do this. Okay, listen to me. First of all, don't buy into that. First of all, you could be hit by a bus tomorrow, which if you do the math, that means zero summers left. Okay. Second... You have created a time crunch on being close to your kid. Look, I'm closer to Chuck and Jan now than I ever was as a kid. Our relationship is complex and nuanced and kind and hilarious. Why? I'm glad they didn't measure the summers and be like, well, then that's it's all over after that. Also, that's very optimistic to think that your kid's going to move out when they graduate from high school because the and odds are not. With these yeah, rates? I don't know about that, There's no Bob. way that's going to happen. You're not, they're going to be on your phone plan until they die. Are you kidding? Third, your teenager does not want to see you in the summer unless they need a free meal or mm. new Nikes. That's why they're spending time with you in hopes that you will buy them some Kendra Scott dangly earrings. Okay. Now, to be fair, I will give a lifetime annual pass for this kind of emotional terrorism to Enneagram 4s and Enneagram 4s only because this is their feeling Super Bowl and they thrive in the angst and they do it better than the rest. But you other numbers, don't you dare. Don't you dare come in here and be like, Hey, mama, you got this. Hey, mama. No. Don't. Don't you call people you don't know mama. I don't <laughs> like that either. That's another red light. I think I will push back. I think Enneagrams 4 know better 
than to do stuff like that. Really? And it is okay. other people trying to act like feeling sufficient, inefficient people and doing stuff like that, dropping those terror bombs. I don't think any grants for do no, that. No, I think you're probably right. Because I will say most of the people who are doing this, their uh, bios do not pass the Bechdel test. I will say that. <sighs> that is not a coincidence. Okay? Okay. And can I just say in that too? They've Please. started, I don't know if you've seen this, they've started doing this with frickin' dogs too. Like it's a, it's a slow-mo picture of your what? dog running and it's like, no. you know, dogs only get 10 summers with you. And it's like, yeah. what? First of all, what? first of all, that dog's going to get hit by a bus at age four. So that's not even true. Where are all what? these buses going? And why aren't they watching where well, they're some driving? Dogs, some dogs live to be what? Like 20? I don't know how long yep. dogs live. <laughs> Known for, this veterinarian do, corner with Jim. <laughs> do, do dogs live longer or cats? It feels like cats don't do much. So they stay around a long time. Should we start a segment at the end of some episodes? And it's just Jamie on pets. And it's people asking for advice on pets and you giving advice on pets. Listen, I would listen to that. I, my neighbor introduced me to her new puppy and she said, it's a Bernie doodle. And I went, what? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. And she was like. It's like a Bernie bro, but a dog. Like very I know. passion. Was, listen, I will say he's very cute. He's yeah. very cute. But he did shoe on my shoe, which I was not into. So he's like, I was I'm like, chewing on your shoe and we need campaign finance reform. I know. Okay, I, so like, get she out went to the bathroom and I grabbed his face and I was like, we'll never hang out again. <laughs> So <laughs> this is it for you, Bernie. That's, That's right. crazy. That's insane. Uh, my red light is I'm going to, I'm going to do the Tennessee Titans social media team, the senior members. Okay. Oh. Red light to them. Okay. Because I, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this. The NFL schedule release was last week and uh, it's turned into this whole deal because the NFL's mastered how to be relevant the whole year, even when they're not playing games. And uh, so each team like blows it out, kind of ha- rolls out the schedule and the Titans specifically, they filmed this like slick little video. That's like someone's walking into this cool club and it's showing like casually, like all the games and all the weeks and like who they're playing and stuff. It's, it's well done. They had like Keith, Keith Evans in there, Nate Bargatze's in there, Marcus King, a musician called Jelly Roll. Are you familiar with yes. Jelly Roll? Yes, work? of course. Jelly Roll I, is so talented. I had no idea this was. I just I, I saw that and I looked it up and my note was country fried post Malone because that's that's who <laughs> Jelly Roll is, you know. Um so it's a good it's good video, right? And you can tell they spent resources and you can tell like whoever's the the senior members of that social media team, this was their thing, right? Yeah. And as of this morning of recording, uh, I saw it's got uh, eight hundred eighty six thousand views, which is oh, it's pretty good, right? That's pretty okay. good. Unfortunately, though, this is uh, transposed up against what I I can only assume were the social media team interns. Okay, yeah, yeah. They were given no resources. All they were given was their own phone and a little baby clip-on mic, and they were sent out to Broadway in Nashville and just asking locals and normals about each team on the Titans schedule and who they thought the team was and like what their name was, and they were all so wrong in the most incredible way. Uh, my personal favorites were the woman who was shown the LA Chargers logo, and she said that they were the oh, uh, McQueen. No. But uh, but my favorite was uh, the group of girls who were shown yes. the Steelers logo, and and they called them the forty nine to sixty nine. Forty nine or sixty nine or stars. That is, <laughs> God, that's so good. That's so that's so much better than Nate Bargatze. No offense, Nate Bargatze. The total views on that video, twenty seven point three million. Um, listen, so the just, interns are where it's at. Listen, Keith Keith Ebbin, he might be a star, but he's not beating calling the Steelers the sixty nine or stars. It, it's just not beating that. Okay, uh, okay. What's your green light this week? Okay, you are not ready for my green light. This is okay. this might be 
the best movie I've seen all year. Okay. And it was not in our summer movie preview because I didn't even know this was coming out. And what happened was we were supposed to go see Guardians. We had a miscommunication of which one of us was getting the tickets. Then all we could get were like front row. You have to bring a wheelchair. I have to, I get a chair. Correct. That's mm-hmm. it, right? So we were like, okay, we can't see this. What else can we go see? And we were like, well, this movie's got really high, like really high audience and critic score. And it's the movie Blackberry. Man, I've heard Blackberry so good. Oh, Knox. Knox, listen. It, if the big short and the social network had a baby and that baby loved to watch an episode of The Office as it goes to sleep, that is this movie. You are not ready. Guys, Blackberry tells the story of Mike Elazaridis and Jim Balsili, the two men that chart the course for the crazy rise and then the catastrophic demise of the world's first smartphone, the Blackberry. I want to read Matt Zollersites, who's a, a, a critic that I really love. This is what he said about the movie. He said, The story is so excitingly told, the performance is so watchable, and the dialogue so quotable that it becomes the verbal equivalent of an action flick, kinetic, suspenseful, and sometimes unexpectedly beautifully, beautiful and weirdly moving. Y'all, Glenn Howerton, he plays Jim. He is everything. I want him to get nominated. It's always sunny. People will recognize him from that. The reason I was hesitant on this because his bald head looks so like not well done. No, it's like that is a bad sign. No, they Canadian budgeted it out for sure. (laughs) But listen, this is your next date night movie. I laughed because listen, we've gotten a lot of these. Like we got the Tetris movie. We got like, we got Air Jordan. We're getting all these corporate kind of recent history, docu fictional things. This actually does. It has a weird, actually very clever layout of only telling you the beginning and the ending, not really doing the middle. And Mm. it's actually a brilliant way to frame the movie. It was, I laughed out loud so much. The performances are so good. It is this underrated, it will be the movie. I feel like we're going to keep talking about all summer long of being like, that was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was so good. That's so funny because I think coming into this, Tetris and Blackberry felt like very similar movies. Yes. And it felt like, I remember talking to Jason about this, Tetris was going to be better because it felt like it was more financed. It had a more clever entry point, like they were using video game, you know, kind of like Scott Pilgrim aspects. Right. It was fine. You know, it was, it was decent. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. But um, Blackberry, Jay Baruchel, cheap Glenn Howerton ball, it just didn't seem good. And even the trailer, it just seemed very low budget. But like like you're saying, it just everything is overwhelmingly positive about this movie. So I'm, I'm going to watch this weekend. Yes. I can't wait to check and it out. And listen, you guys, it was only in one theater in Birmingham. And it just happened wow. to be the theater we were going at. So it was only in one theater. Uh, here's my thing. Go. This is the kind of movie you want to see. Like, in, and if, if you want more of these movies made, you know, in seven years when the writer's strike is over, you need to go see these kind of movies in the theater. Like, this yeah. was an excellent film. It was a tight two hours, like it didn't oh, go over. Yeah. Let's go. And it was it was really, really funny. And it made me think back because I really wanted a Blackberry, like desperately. And so all I could afford was a Samsung Blackjack. Yeah. All right. Which, Let's go. I don't even know what that is. No, it's just a Blackberry knockoff so much that it's a knockoff that Blackberry sued Samsung and was like, wow. you can't call it that. So in Canada, they couldn't even call it a Blackjack. It was just a Samsung Jack. Wow. Which is a stupid name. Aaron, what was the first phone you ever had? It was like a Nokia something. Yeah, same. I'm looking at it, but I don't know what it is. So it was one that, of those, like, if you, if you wanted to type, like, text, you had to hit, like, a button three times to get yeah, to yeah, A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, your, what, was your, what was your first smartphone? 
Uh, and an iPhone. Oh, well, oh, well, okay then. Fancy, schmancy. Like, honestly, I don't know the definition of like a like a smartphone necessarily. Like it can get on the internet. It can get on the internet. Oh, I think I had. It wasn't like a razor. I, I had think a it Palm was a, Pilot. Oh, I bet you had a razor. You it might have been a razor. Jason was a big Palm Pilot guy. Like he was like we were playing racquetball and like I don't even know if we were employed, but he was like, let me pencil in our next racquetball session, yeah. <laughs> and I was like. What else you got going, yeah. man? Listen, we play I Halo got a, for eight hours palm, after this. I got a Palm Pilot off of eBay because I just make $19,000 a year. So I could not afford like an act. So I got a used one and I freaking loved it. I was like, let me jot down some thoughts for later. Really yeah. quickly as yes. a memoriam, et cetera, yes. et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, that's a good one. I'm excited to uh, watch that. Uh, My Green Lights. I've got two books, fiction and nonfiction. Ooh. The fiction is Pineapple Street. Um, oh, Ashley things. had recommended it to me uh, a while back and I picked it up and she described it as wealthy dysfunction, which anytime anyone says oh. that I'm automatically in, uh, just incredibly in because I, I just love that as a story genre. I love that as a, like a set piece and all the characters that are allowed to work within it. Um, so it's not, it's like, you know, succession. If nobody cared about the business, everyone was just caring about like their lives, but it's interesting. It's a really good character study on the influence of wealth class and privilege, but also like your acceptance of or rejection of those things and how it affects not just yourself, but also the relationships you have. So it does a very clever kind of introspective view for each of the characters and it's told from different perspectives. Um, So I I highly recommend. People are calling it a beachy read. I I just, I don't know that it's quite a beachy read, but it feels summary. So I feel like that's okay. okay. I like that. The uh, nonfiction, um, I just read this. I think it came out a couple weeks ago. It's Traffic by Ben Smith. Uh, ben Smith from Semaphore. I he wanted to read New this. York Times, uh, BuzzFeed News. This charts the development of the post-2000 internet uh, and how places like Gawker Media, BuzzFeed, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and a lot of companies that came and went all navigated the growth and, and development of social media and the attention economy. It's fascinating read if you were at all just like interested in it as it happened, but also if you're wanting to know how we got to the current internet and social media situation that we're currently stuck in, this is going to explain why and in detail with the players. Jonah Peretti is a major character uh, in this and how he got to BuzzFeed. And honestly, there was a lot of stuff about BuzzFeed. I didn't, I did not know, didn't understand, but now in retrospect, it makes a lot of sense. So uh, very, very fascinating read to, uh, okay. to check out. Um, okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, remember anytime you're shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase these or fill the link of favorite item purchased using that link this week was. Jamie, this is a Taco Tuesday pinata. This is the cutest pinata. Very like, cool. Very cool. 419 global ratings, 4.5 stars. I will say that two people had took issue. First was Naomi, who said, although a beautiful and sturdy pinata, Literally not one of the kids at the party could bust it. Even the adult adults who tried. And my husband is a 32-year-old firefighter. Wow. Which, listen, not all firefighters are created equally, okay? Okay? <laughs> They're not all Chicago fire actors, sure. okay? Yeah. I see some sometimes, and I go, oh, you must drive the truck. Some like, of them don't spend your- their time working out. They spend their time napping, and that's okay. That's right. Know? That's okay. And then, of course, Yolanda said, poorly made fell apart before it was hung too small mm. oh wow you know i like totally that. your sex tape right? That's, Emma, I right? love yeah. so much. okay all right you guys don't forget that you can still find out what kind of mom you are even if you're not a mom you can find out what kind of mom you are at noxandjamie.com slash mom quiz i'm jamie golden you can find me on twitter and instagram at jamie b golden i'm nox coy you can find me on socials at nox mccoy thanks for listening we'll see you next time bye guys